0: There are all sorts of things that are unpredictable about the playoff picture of 2023. But one thing looks more and more clear. The Twins are going to get in. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the Daily Podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am yours, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for over a decade now, and this is my fifth full season here as a member of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case Providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat more than 50 infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-C Medical.com. Uh, follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter. Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And please follow us on YouTube as we are trying to get our goal by the end of this month of one billion subscribers. But hey, I'm not alone today. I am not flying solo. My co-pilot, who is a frequent guest on the show, and as you can tell, the more frequent you get on the show is because, well, your team is playing well, <laughs> it's Brandon Warren of Locked On Twins. How are you doing, buddy?
1: I'm good, and it's nice to see the Twins playing well for the first time in a few years because, you know, fans have barely gotten the short end of the stick, and so they're still not wanting to be hurt, but they're ready to go to the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, well, the twins did lose on Wednesday to Tampa Bay. Uh, but good news for the twins. Uh, the guardians are on are free fall right now. They've lost seven of their last 10 games. Allowed the giants to hit a three run home run in the eighth inning to tie a game there. And the San Francisco won in extra innings. And with that, the, I mean, Cleveland has now fallen to their seven and a half games out with about what? 17, 18 to play. The magic number is nine for Minnesota to clinch the division, which would be, uh, I mean, they, they won back to back divisions in 2019 and in the COVID season. Uh, but you know, it's been a dark couple of years, the last few years where they've had a lot of high expectations. And last year were still a good team going into, uh, Labor Day and then took a nosedive. Well, uh, this is the year where the Central has opened up for them. The White Sox have been terrible. The The uh, Royals are actually the worst team in baseball. And uh, Detroit is uh, you know, not there yet. They're, they have some talent on their team, and they might be good in a year or two. But Minnesota right now is exactly what I thought St. Louis was going to be. I thought St. Louis was going to be the only team in the NL Central that was really trying. But as it turns out, the... Minnesota's that team in the AL Central. Uh, We're going to go around the horn a little bit uh, before we get into the Twins and their inevitable rise to the uh, American League Central. Let's just jump around baseball a little bit. Uh, Dumb loss for the the Cubs. You can't really find yourself in a situation when you lose to bad teams when you only got a couple weeks left. The Colorado Rockies hit four home runs against the Chicago Cubs. Rockies won that one seven to three. I mentioned the Giants won uh, six to five. JD Davis hit the big game tying home run in the eighth inning, three run shot six to five final. There, uh, the Mariners have righted the ship and they wound up uh, defeating the Angels uh, three to two. Surprise, Julio Rodriguez got a big uh, RBI single in that uh, RBI double. I'm sorry, Luis Castillo is making an interesting case for the Cy Young award. I, I think it's Garrett Coles to win, mm-hmm. but, uh, he's making, he's making a solid case for it. Uh, the Cardinals, uh, they blank the Orioles one, nothing. Uh, the only home run was on a Richie Palacios home run, but you know, they, the Orioles are at 91 wins. They're stampeding there. Hey, uh, don't count out the Cincinnati reds. They won four to three today. Uh, despite a two run home run by Torkelson. It was a a sloppy game, uh, and one where the the Reds looked like they had a commanding lead, and the Tigers came storming back, and then the Reds held on for dear life, uh, four to three. With that victory, the Reds have uh, and um, Arizona's loss, uh, the Reds have are now tied with the uh, with the Arizona Diamondbacks, and with Miami's victory over. The Milwaukee Brewers and San Francisco's win. The Giants and Marlins are only half a game out of a playoff spot. It's absolute anarchy in the National League right now. A couple of things to note. The Rangers continue to write the ship. They absolutely obliterated the Toronto Blue Jays. 10-0. Montgomery pitched wonderfully. The Astros, the Kings of the combined no-hitter, took a combined no-hitter into the ninth uh, the A's wound up getting two hits and two runs, but the Astros managed to get a key win. They weren't swept by the A's
1: hundredth loss for the A's this season too. So monumental. Got to get excited.
0: Yes. Very, very good. Very good news there. Um, the, uh, the Mets took out the Diamondbacks pretty easily seven to one, uh, despite the Rangers 10, nothing victory over the blue. They got terrible news. that Max Scherzer is out for the year. Uh, Maybe the entire postseason, and when you get an injury like that and your career has been as long as Max Scherzer's, you start to wonder if we're seeing the last game pitched by Max Scherzer. That's certainly a possibility. Uh, it's uh, It would be a shame because he's he's a spectacular pitcher and a throwback and, a, and certainly Hall of Famer. And great news for the Boston Red Sox on Wednesday. They were rained out. So they did not lose the game to the New York Yankees. But bad news for the Boston Red Sox, they have to play two games tomorrow. So we'll see how they can play dead from the neck up tomorrow. So um, with that, the current wild card standings are this. You have the division leaders in the American League are Baltimore, Houston, and the aforementioned Minnesota Twins. Tampa Bay has the top American League wildcard team. Texas has the middle one. And right now it is Seattle with the third American League wildcard spot. As of now, Seattle would play the Minnesota Twins in the wildcard series. Both game or th- All three games would be played at Target Field. In the National League, it's a little more confusing. The Atlanta Braves clinched the National League East title, and they have 90, I think, is it 96 wins? Ninety, not, Yeah, 96 wins. They're cinched to win 100 games. They've clinched the division. Uh, the Braves, Los Angeles, and Milwaukee – are the division leaders, Philadelphia, Chicago, and then Arizona and Cincinnati are tied. As I mentioned, Miami and San Francisco are only a half game out. And the Cubs are only two games ahead of the Diamondbacks. So there is a scenario where the Cubs could fall completely out. So that's just a quick look around the horn with only about two weeks to go, a little more than two weeks to go. The playoff picture now you could – Every day you look in and it's a little something different with the exception of the Twins. Hey, uh, before we take a quick break, and I, I swear, Brandon, I'm going to let you get a word in edgewise. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, I'm going around the horn here. Um, trivia question. When I had Bryce Patrick on the other day, I did a Rangers-centric trivia question. And uh, between the, the, the Rangers' first postseason appearance in 1996 and the 2010 pennant season, the Rangers won a grand total of one playoff game. And it was a complete game victory by John Burkett back in 1996. My question was, who recorded the first ever postseason save for the Texas Rangers? And the answer... I think I know. Who? It was 98? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. I I misunderstood. Sorry. No, no, no. It was the first. They got swept in 98. They got swept in 99. Uh, The first postseason save by a member of the Texas Rangers. I'm going to play a quick video right here. Here is Bryce Patrick figuring out that answer.
1: Okay. My first guess is Neftali Feliz. That is incorrect. Was it John Wetland then?
0: It was not John Wetland.
1: Who was it? Was it Francisco Rodriguez or not for Francisco? Uh, what you...
0: No, and was he it? was, he was, he, he got the save Was it the nineties teams. No, he got the save in the 2010 ALCS.
1: No way. That was but the first save
0: first save in postseason Rangers history. But was it was, Darren Oliver? It was Darren. Oliver, oh my God. Who also got the, uh, almost got a critical complete game win. In 1996, but the bullpen blew it, so he had he he Not had better familiar. luck, and then later uh, had a chance to clinch the World Series, it didn't go over so well.
1: we got to talk a little bit about our friends with eBay Motors, passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance, from superchargers to roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts, and again, not a typo, 122 million for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com motors. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: All right, I promised to have Brandon do most of the talking from now on as we finish going <laughs> around our, our the horn here. Um, despite the loss to the uh, Rays this afternoon, the Minnesota Twins uh, are, I mean, unless they have one of the greatest collapses in the history of baseball, uh, they are going to win the Central, and not only win the Central, but they're on the verge of really being able to completely relax in a way because they don't have a shot at getting the number two seed. Right. And if they win the Central, they won't be allowed to be the number four seed. And the last time I remember this happening in the postseason was 2021. when the White Sox clinched very early for a similar reason. And they came into the postseason against a very good Houston team. And it was probably the worst matchup for them. Um, but they were a little stale. And while they wound up winning one game in the series, it really looked like the Astros just completely had them overmatched. Um, what are your thoughts on the the team right now, and their and basically what you're thinking about them going into an inevitable postseason run?
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of a chicken and egg scenario too. Do you want to rest guys, or do you want to keep them in their routine? So a lot of that will be up in play for the Twins as far as Carlos Correa with his ankle and all that fun stuff. But uh, right now, they are playing some fun baseball. Again, I know they lost on Wednesday, but they are locked into that number three seed so they can kind of mix and match and move some things around. But they've had some really nice comebacks lately. Even in a losing effort on Wednesday, they came back from down uh, 4-0. So they've really shown... Not only some uh, ability to withstand adversity, but just um, you know a never say never say die attitude. They got now some guys coming back, hopefully from injury. Uh, most importantly, if you ask me, Brock Stewart. Uh, they need help in the bullpen, but they're gonna get some guys back. The roster is already looking a lot better than it did a couple weeks, couple months ago. And who knows? We'll see if we get Byron Buxton in that mix. But with all that said, they still have to. Exercise those demons in the term of not having won a playoff game in nearly two decades.
0: Yeah. By the way, uh, it turns out a lot of times uh, the big moves are, are the ones that you don't make, and mm-hmm. sometimes the rumors of a trade of this of the and trade of that or the signing of this versus trying that person not making the move seems to be the best move. Uh, I quoted one of your tweets. Uh, because it made me laugh out loud uh, about uh, the fact that some people lamented that the twins didn't get a chance to claim Lucas Giolito and said he went to Cleveland. And you said something like, line of, are you sure they didn't claim him? Uh, because the way that he pitched for Cleveland could not have possibly have been worse if he was on the Minnesota twins payroll. Um, I think you're seeing the the people talked about Cleveland uh, fortifying themselves for the playoff run by signing the players from California or from the angels. Uh, it's a pretty good thing. The twins didn't get them pretty good thing. The twins uh, let them slip to Cleveland.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh all three of those guys would have made some sense. Even Ramon Laureano, who they claimed earlier would have made some sense for the twins who struggled Mm -hmm. to hit left-handed pitching and have needed outfield help all season long in the absence of Byron Buxton. So yeah, the Guardians got a little greedy. Uh, I don't blame them because you know what? You're within your right. Maybe they'll change the rule. I'm more annoyed with the Angels and with Artie Marino and, and all that. You know The fact that He so badly wanted to get under the luxury tax that they put Max Stassi on the restricted list so he doesn't get paid. Uh, I'm not mad at the Guardians. I'm more mad at the Angels about that. But yeah, I think Reynaldo Lopez, maybe Matt Moore would have looked good in this Twins bullpen. But they're going to get some guys back. I'm still feeling pretty good about this bullpen. And I'm going to record an episode on it because um, I think the Twins have a couple things up their sleeve.
0: Oh and well let's uh let's talk about what their strengths are. I mean what what are these aces up the sleeve that you claim they may have?
1: Well, you know I like their rotation um the, the top of it uh you know in the playoffs, seed 3 deep maybe 4 deep depending on the team. But what that's going to allow them to do is shuffle some guys down to bullpen rolls that um you know shorter bursts Kenta Maeda has pitched in the playoffs as a reliever many, many, many times with the Dodgers. So, not going to be any lack of experience there. Chris Paddock is rehabbing with Wichita. I'm assuming he'll be in St. Paul next, but Paddock will come back probably as a reliever. And then Louis Varland. Keep an eye on Louis Varland, Minnesota native. He was transitioned to the bullpen uh, two, three weeks ago, and he is throwing darts. He looked absolutely phenomenal. Last time out, picked up the win on Tuesday. Looking great. Looks like a multi-inning weapon. So Paddock, you can probably throw multiple innings. He's a starter after all. He's coming back. He's going to be, you'd think, healthy. Um, You have Maeda, who's stretched out. You have Varland, who's been going two, three innings at a time. And you also are maybe going to get back Alcala. You're going to get back Brock Stewart, hopefully. I think that the pieces can come together that this pitching staff uh, can actually be an asset. But um, a lot of it will depend on how it's managed in the postseason. You know, is is Pablo Lopez going to give you seven or are you going to only take five from him? We'll see what happens. But the Twins pitching is in better shape than it's been in a long time, that uh, far, as far back as I can remember.
0: You know, there are a lot of times you see players be put into new roles in the postseason, that can be really effective. I mean, you, in 2018, the you know the Red Sox were doing a lot of shenanigans in 2018. But in 2018, uh, uh, Cora used both Yavaldi and Porcello out of the rotation and out of the bullpen. Mm-hmm. You're know, kind of just using wherever anyone was needed. Price was used out of the bullpen. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez started and was used out of the bullpen and Chris Sale was used out of the bullpen. Chris Sale came in at a critical juncture against the Yankees in that year's postseason and got the final three outs. You know, you and you saw Bochy do that when he was able to use lintz to come out of the bullpen and famously right. took Bumgarner, made his famous relief appearance in game seven of the World Series. Um, and you've seen pitchers sort of, Have to adapt to a new role in the postseason when you're like, hey, look at, we got to use all of our best weapons. And it's interesting you talked about people like Maeda and everything who, in short bursts, uh, could be really, really interesting weapons to have in a short series.
1: Well, and I think too, what we lose sight of is if you look at regular season numbers, you know, if you if you were to have the Twins and the Mariners play. And you look at regular season numbers and you say, oh, this matchup favors based on regular season numbers. Well, your rosters condense Mm -hmm. in October. Now, that's not to say condenses is in fewer players, but you are using the players, your best players, every single game. uh, Your best pitchers are in play in ways that they wouldn't have been in the regular season. So those regular season stats kind of go out the door. When you consider there's no fifth starters in october there's no mop-up relievers necessarily in october there's no uh 26th man coming in in late in the game unless it's a pinch run or something um so that's what to me i like about october is that it takes on a whole new dynamic as far as the um the rosters condensing
0: mm-hmm. I, I i completely agree and it's like and it's it's you're using players and like your your closer will come in at a different time. You I mean, mm-hmm. Francono did that brilliantly. You know, I remember Folk coming in in the seventh and 04, Papelbon coming in at certain points. Obviously, used Andrew Miller when they were all over the map when the when Cleveland got to within one swing of the World Series, winning the World Series in twenty sixteen. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting that, but you know, all the sort of you know shenanigans and playing Django with the the pitching staff. Starting Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray, I think, who are you know two very good pitchers having very good seasons, having them go one and two, I think, is the best answer now for a, a potential postseason run. As it stands right now, uh, Minnesota would play Seattle, and Seattle obviously has Luis Castillo starting game one. If they played Toronto. They have Chris Bassett. They have Gosman. They have good starters as well. I mean, you're you're not going to have. There's not going to be a team with lousy starting pitching in the right. postseason at this point. Um, but that being said, I think that the the Twins do have a bunch of weapons. And uh, is there a matchup you're more nervous about? Um, I mean,
1: it's just it's it's so hard to say because the there's so much just solid teams, not like, you know, there's no real dominating team. We thought the Rays were going to run away early in the yeah. season. They've come back to earth to the point where they are chasing Baltimore.
0: So I don't
1: know. I don't know what the right answer is. Honestly. No, I
0: did. There there may not be. And I threw that one at you because I'm just curious myself. I,
1: I, think, I think Seattle maybe um, because when I look at their offense, I'm not as intimidated or I'm not as – concerned uh still good offense um but with that said you know other than julio it's uh they don't have as many guys who can beat you as toronto does offensively And i think that's, that's probably what i come back to is that um i think seattle's maybe a little bit better matchup maybe a maybe a, a revenge game for pablo lopez who actually was uh originally signed by the mariners back in 2012
0: by the way, another uh, an interesting fraternity could be joined if the Twins wind up winning the World Series this year is Christian Vasquez being in back-to-back World Series championships yep. with different teams. Uh, a couple of players have gone to three straight World Series. With three different teams, so no one's ever won three straight World Series with three different teams. But to go back-to-back World Series with different teams, or to put himself in the Ben Zobrist category—that's—I'm uh, <laughs> sure that's—I'm uh, sure that's a—that sure would be a third World Series title for Christian Vasquez. I'm sure that's a fraternity he would love to belong to.
1: Knock on wood.
0: Okay, let's talk a little bit about our friends at Jace Medical. Modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains, they're fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign aid, they may cut you off from the treatment that you need. Jace Medical is your solution. And guess what? It can be done online. All right? All right. People may be in situations where they're cut off from the doctors, they're cut off from the medications they need, and they can't get appointments for days. Well, with all the barriers in front of you, Jace Medical creates your solutions. Go online, fill out a form. Then you can get prescription, life-saving medication delivered right to your door. The Jace case gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to the medication in an emergency, Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code locked on at checkout on JaceMedical.com. That's J-A-S-E Medical.com. All right, we're here with Brandon Warren of Locked On Twins. So, what do you do? I mean, do you do you rest players? I mean, you've got to rest some of them. I mean, you have about, uh, you know, you have about uh, what, fourteen or fifteen games left. You got to at least make sure that you give them like some of them. You got to give them like I think f- like five or six days of rest, and then spend those last few games before the playoffs begin to, to sort of get everyone up to speed. I mean, I think that's the luxury you have, yep. knowing that you have this division all, all but clinched.
1: Well, in the Twins World Series in 87, they only won 85 games. And I believe they clinched and then just completely went in the tank. They clinched, I think it was in Texas. And then um, it was just kind of a blur after that. Uh, twins could have that same sort of luxury and then it becomes, you know, Carlos Correa dealing with plantar fasciitis. I kind of read up on it and it's equal parts good to get off your feet, but to stay on your feet. And so not super illuminating when I was trying to figure out if he should rest more or not, but he didn't play on Wednesday. Uh, we'll see how he's rested down the stretch. But other than that, um, you know, they've got guys coming off the IL, They've got Jorge Polanco coming off the bereavement list. Really, it's Edward Julien who's dealing with a hamstring. And then I think they're more or less healthy as far as the regular roster. So it's more about getting guys back than getting guys rested at this point. And that's what's nice. If you are with two weeks to go in the season up by this many games, you can do a lot of different things. You know, I know people were frustrated they lost on Wednesday. But it's like, yeah, you know, you lost. But did you really need to push – harder with the starting pitcher? Did you really need to push harder at the end of games? Not particularly. You can just kind of get your work in and see what happens at the end of the game. So I don't know. They're in an interesting spot to say the least, but uh, as far as resting guys, I I don't think they're going to do as much with the exception of Correa and probably Edward Juliet.
0: No, let me ask you this sort of fan base question. What's the pulse of Minnesota twins fans right now? How are they feeling? Do they get a sense like this is super exciting? Or is this kind of like, all right, fine, we'll make the playoffs, but we're just going to get swept again?
1: More of the latter. Um, It's a fatalist bunch. That's Minnesota sports is kind of their rallying cry where anything that bad happens, they just chalk up to it being a Minnesota team. And what really annoys me about that with baseball is baseball is a game of failure. Like you mitigate failure, at the plate to where you get on base 35% of the time and you're a stud that's still failing way more often than not so I feel like fans lose sight of that with Major League Baseball you know you watch the Vikings and they lose the first game and it's a bigger deal than losing one game so there's a lot of Vikings fans that kind of carry that one game mentality into their fandom and then there's just people who are I feel like we've lost our way as far as just being restless with 162 games where they treat every game like it's a must win so if I'm honest right now, this fan base is in a very weird, very precarious position. But I tell you what, one playoff win would go a long way toward fixing some of those things.
0: Yeah, well, it's going to be an interesting matchup, you know, whomever yeah. they play, because I think the the biggest strength for Minnesota, at least from an outsider, is being able to start a short series with with Gray and with Pablo Lopez. But again, if that means going up against Gosman and Bassett, if that means going up against Castillo of of Seattle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But there also could be a little bit of a "why not us?" I mean, we want to talk about fatalistic fans. Exactly. Washington, what they went through all those years—they couldn't get past the first round—and you could say, "My God, the the Washington has had a World Series." championships since 1924 they hadn't had a world series appearance since the original king kong came out in 1933 Ooh. i mean things were bad for washington sports fan that they made a musical about washington getting to the world series and it involved the deal with the devil it was called <laughs> damn yankees you can look it up um that's not,
1: that's, that's not the the Harry Frazee play where he had to sell Babe Ruth
0: though, so that's no, that's fair enough. But they also <laughs> lost two franchises. The original Twins, the original Senators became the Twins. The new Senator, which I don't understand why they did it this way. Why not just move the Senators and call them the Twins, but just the expansion team? Just keep all the same records with that team. But it said no, no, no. There was a Senators team in 1960 and a Senator team in 1961, but there were two different teams. You know, it's well, like,
1: now there's a third Washington team, and they didn't right. yeah, stick with so, that name either. So
0: there you go. Um, but uh, you know, but it just takes that one, just takes that one to wipe it out. Yep. You know, White Sox fans were fatalistic until 2005. Nationals fans were fatalistic until the you know winning 2019. You know, I'm Boston Red Sox fan. There's a little bit of fatalism in our fan base. I'm not sure you read about it. We couldn't shut up about it. Now we can't shut up the other way. But, uh, you know, I, I think uh, I think advancing would go a long way too.
1: For to sure, think. yeah, yeah. And, you know, they've, they've played the Rays pretty tough, and that's who they maybe have a chance to face in the, the league championship series if they make it. So it's a good measuring stick to see, you know, where they're at against some of the other good teams. And now they have the weakest strength of schedule down the stretch. So, again, like I said, it's going to be good to get some reps in, you know try some different things um again you still need to win the magic number is 9 you can't count on the guardians to lose 9 games in the meantime although based on how they're playing they probably will okay. um, they
0: they can, they can do some of the heavy lifting
1: <laughs> for sure for sure um so yeah it's uh it's going to be an interesting stretch and the twins could win 82 games or 86 games and it wouldn't really change what kind no. of season they have
0: well, it's going to depend. It's really the legacy of this team is going to be what they do in October. I mean, well, nobody
1: good. nobody takes away the World Series title for the Cardinals the year they were eighty three and seventy nine. I think it was exactly. two thousand
0: six. Two thousand six, they beat and, uh, the Tigers who forgot to take infield practice.
1: And the Twins that year were absolutely incredible. But Francisco Liriano got hurt. Brad Radke was pitching with basically his. Right arm attached with bubble gum and paper clips and
0: that scotch It was a g- yep. great team, though. It was a great team. had morno Nathan, Kadire, uh, Kadire, Santana. I mean, it was a fabulous team. Joe Nathan a, in the back yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, it was a fabulous team. And they, you know, they want to fade They wound up getting clobbered by Oakland. Well, uh, and the they two, had that. Well, they had two that Frank Thomas.
1: Yeah, they had that Nationals energy that we saw when the Nationals won the title. They were like 10 games under 500 early. The Twins were like eight games under. Liriano comes up, gives them a shot in the arm, and the rest of the season is just kind of incredible. And then you get to the postseason, and it's just a nosedive. Yeah. Literal nosedive.
0: Yeah, it was stunning. It was stunning. But, hey, uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see. As my son used to say to me when we watched the TV show, watch what happens. Uh, but we're going to do a little bit of trivia here. It's going to be twin centric uh, the last ever day baseball game played in the World Series was game six of the 1987 World Series. Because if you're going to play a day World Series game, make sure it's in a dome. So the last ever day World Series game was played 1987. The trivia question, I will accept either answer who was the twins starting pitcher or which twins pitcher got the win in a game that if the twins had lost, the St. Louis Cardinals would have won the world series that year. They were arguably a better team, but they were banged up. They didn't have Jack Clark nor Terry Pendleton, but although Tom Lawless made up for the loss of Pendleton with the bat flip hit heard around the world. We don't uh, talk about Frankie that. We don't Your talk team about- won. Your team yeah. won. Your team yeah. won. You can relax. It's true, but
1: I, I, I'm looking this up. I'm not going to say the answer, obviously, because I know I don't want to ruin the surprise. But now you got me really wondering who started that game. Yep, yep. It's exactly who I would have thought. It's yeah, exactly who I would have thought. I'm doing
0: it for, I'm doing it from memory. I'm doing it from memory. I knew so it
1: would be that who, guy.
0: Who got yep. the start? Who got the starting nod? Or who got? The decision, the victory. I think for the Minnesota. starter is easier. Yes, but it's uh, still not easy. <laughs> the only, the only hint that I'll give about the pitcher who got the win, got the decision, if you know this name and you know his career, he will help you constantly score on yes. the immaculate grid. He is a that. go-to for me on the immaculate grid. Yes, so, uh, put your answers down here on the YouTube page or at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter, or whatever the hell it's called now, or, or on Instagram. I'm your pal, Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Brandon, tell people where they can listen to your great show.
1: Uh, Lockdown Twins on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. We've been having a lot of fun lately. been getting a lot of uh, former players, minor leaguers, and stuff. So we've been having some fun with some good guests, uh, Carson McCusker and A.J. Pierzynski and Doug Mankiewicz. So we, we kind of run the gamut between prospects and old players, and we hopefully have something for everyone.
0: And players whose name I couldn't spell for $5 million. But Doug Mankiewicz obviously has a place in every Red Sox fan's heart for catching the final out of the World Series in 04. And And keeping the the baseball. (laughs) And then the very next year, AJ Pierzynski smashed any hope for a Red Sox repeat by hitting huge home runs as a member of the Chicago White Sox in that year's playoff series. He's
1: so, such a pain, but you know what? You love having a guy like that on your team.
0: Oh, you always want someone like that on your team. You hate him on another team. You'll go but, to war with AJ Przinsky. All right. Well, hey, look at. I'll go to war with Brandon Warren. His name almost says war. Uh, that thing that was not meant to be there. Talking Twins with Brandon Warren. This has been Locked On MLB for the fourteenth day of September, twenty twenty three. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.